And we're back, Faithful. It's been a minute, but we're back and ready to talk off-season, news, rumors, and a whole lot more. Welcome back to the 49er Way Podcast. It's your host, Jay Sahoda. And on today's episode, we got a lot to get to. The off-season has been filled with a ton of wild rumors so far, and we're going to dive into all of it. We will also talk 49ers free agency, the state of the NFC West, trouble in paradise in Seattle. Love to hear that. We'll also talk J.J. Watt becoming the next star to join the NFC West after signing a two-year deal with the Cardinals. Don't love to hear that. We'll also talk Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback situation, and the quarterback situation for a lot of different teams around the league. It seems like there are a handful of teams that are trying to find a new quarterback. We'll get to all of that as well. A lot to get to on today's episode, and that is why I'm going to need some help. I'll be joined by my good friend Zach, who has been on the podcast a few times already on a few previous episodes, and he'll be back today as we'll talk some 49ers offseason and other NFL rumors as well. And of course, don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter. That's right, we've made our way to Twitter. So don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. All right, to kick off today's episode, we will now welcome in our guest co-host for today's episode. He's been on a few previous episodes already, so he's no stranger to this show. Let's welcome back to the 49er Way podcast, my good friend, Zach. What's going on, man? It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm doing well. Things are good. How about you? And not too much, man. A lot to get to. We're good for sound, so we're good now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But anyways... Yeah, it's, it's been, you know, it's been good. There's been a, a lot of wild rumors. And I guess in the NFC West, it's been both good and bad. But I guess that's that's kind of where, where I'll start with the state of the NFC West and the division. And we'll start with our rivals. What What's your take on the whole Seattle situation with Russell Wilson? Because for me, I'll, I'll be honest, I never thought in a million years there would be a, a rift or a problem or whatever between Seattle and Russell Wilson. And to hear all these rumors is honestly and the entertainment that I need in my life at the moment. What do you think? Yeah, these rumors are wild. Russell Wilson apparently being available. That's game changing. That's I I personally don't think he'll be traded because, you know, Seattle's still trying to contend in this division. And I, I honestly don't think that they'll trade him. But this is definitely a bad riff in their uh, team. And it's bad for the front office, it's bad for the coach, and it's bad for the QB if they're not working well together in this insanely tough best division in uh, the NFL. It's it's going to be a rough year for Seattle, potentially. Absolutely. And honestly, I don't think he'll get traded either. I just think Seattle has to come to the conclusion that Russell Wilson is just too important for them. Like, they were nothing prior to when he got there. And they've been in playoff contention almost every single year since that. And I mean, for us 49er fans, exactly. They won a Super Bowl with the back-to-back NFC titles. And for us Niner fans, like we, we, we know Russell Wilson way too well. He has you know made our lives like hell for the last, you know, eight, nine years. But, you know, even if he stays exactly like you said, there's going to be that tension there. And, who knows how that's going to, you know, what that's going to do. But it dramatically changed things for the 49ers, the, the 
Rams and the Cardinals and the rest of the division as well. And obviously the Cardinals go and sign J.J. Watt to a two-year deal. That obviously makes them a contender. We'll get to that in a bit. And then the Rams have really got this whole thing started in the first place with getting Matthew Stafford. And then you got the Niners here, which obviously is still the beginning of March. Haven't really done much, and we'll see if they will do something. So what's what's your take on the whole division and the whole outlook? Obviously, it's still really early in the offseason to make any crazy predictions and all that. It's still really early in the offseason. We don't know how free agency or the draft will go. However, looking at this division, I think there's four teams that can make the playoffs. All four teams can make the playoffs, uh, depending on the year. If the 49ers are healthy, they could potentially make the playoffs. If Arizona, if Kyler Murray can get that step above, uh, and with J.J. Watt now they're helping out, uh, they could get to the playoffs. The Rams with Matthew Stafford and McVay, they can get to the playoffs. And Seattle, although dysfunctional, they still have Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, and Jamal Adams. They could get to the playoffs too. So, I, I don't know. This is going to be such a fun division to watch. And every game against each opponent is so important because it can go either way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been like that for the last, you know, two, three years now. Even last year, there was there was a time early on when I think I think that the Niners or the Cardinals were in last and they were like four and three. And at that point in time, we were saying all four of these teams could make the playoffs last year. It re- It was that realistic. And I think It's going to be the same thing heading into next year as well. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's too early to tell. We don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks, in the coming months. But, you know, I certainly look at each of these four teams and I'm like, yeah, each each of these four teams are going to be competitive and they're going to be well in it. But we'll start with the Cardinals signing J.J. Watt. Is that something you like? Like, what's your what's your take on that so far? Like, is this something where you're intimidated by it, or you're like, eh, yeah, it's not a big deal? That that is concerning for me as a Niners fan because you look at this division now, and you have to go up against J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Aaron Donald, Jamal oh, yeah. Adams, Carlos Dunlap. Yep. These are all uh, lines that can get to your quarterback, and you know. I I pray we sign uh, Trent Williams back because oh, if we don't yeah. have him. it's going to be hard. You need a good line in this division, which is why, you know, Wilson Wilson wants to be gone. His line is terrible. And for some reason, they never help him giving him a good line. And uh, with all of this firepower now in the division, especially with, uh, and with us, with uh, Bosa, Bosa and and, uh, Armstead, uh, Armstead. Yeah. And, you know, and who knows, maybe someone else uh, in free agency, but uh, that line's going to be tough to play against as well. So, as all these teams are great, it's going to be tough every game. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think the first thing that came to mind when I saw J.J. Watt to Arizona, first thing, I felt sick to my stomach. I'll start with that. And I'm like, ugh, J.J. Watt in red and white, disgusting. But secondly, I the first thing I thought of was the Niners have to go O-line strong, like period. Yes. You know, signing Trent Williams has to be the priority. I don't even care. Give him all the money in the world to sign in there. We need him there no matter what. Secondly, if the 49ers are stuck on and staying committed to Jimmy Garoppolo, it is even more important to make sure that we have a state-of-the-art offensive line. When you're going up against the guys that you mentioned, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Jamal Adams, all these guys. And Jimmy Garoppolo has a history of being injured as well. So that's two things where it's like I would invest all the money possible into making sure this offensive line is as good as possible. I mean, we got 
Tomlinson and McGlinchey, who are already locks, lock up Trent Williams. Let's get a center. Let's get a guard and let's go. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, Trent Williams is definitely has to be priority number one for us. The this de- like the defensive lines that the NFC West has and that the Niners will be facing, you need a good O line. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get rid of Weston Richburg and uh, D Ford to free up some yes. money. Uh, yes, and you agreed. know potentially go after a center. You know a- Alex Mack is a free agent. Uh, yes. Him and Shanahan know each other very well, so that could be a fit. Uh, obviously, uh, I'd like Corey Lindsley, but I don't think we have the money for have him. Have the and, money, yeah. And yeah, and you know we could upgrade a guard. We that could be a place we look in the draft. You know uh, if Rashawn Slater's available at twelve, draft him and maybe uh, fit him in at guard for a couple years. And uh, that that's how you stack up your line. Yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. I thinking this is what I would do, but I would re-sign Trent Williams first. I would see what Alex Mack's availability is, and I would sign him at center. And then I would take a guard either at 12 or in the second round. I would take the best guard available at either of those spots. I think it's just so important to have yeah. that offensive line. And then it's also important that, and I'll bring this up in a second too, with if if Deshaun Watson were to be available and giving up someone, now the fact that J.J. Watt's in the division, I think it's all that more important that we cannot trade Nick Bosa. And even if it's for Deshaun Watson, because sure, we could have Deshaun Watson, but then everybody else has a guy to get to the quarterback and we don't. So yeah. that's the part where I don't know if I would make that decision because we, we have a guy because... Every team has a guy. Seattle doesn't really have that guy. Arizona's got two of them. The Rams have their guy. We have our guy. I don't know if I would make that move right now. Yeah, the the thing is, if you're able to get Deshaun Watson to quarterback this offense, your defense can be a bit worse not having Nick Bosa. Uh, I don't think we're going after Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think if Deshaun Watson gets traded, which I, I don't think he's going to get traded, uh, but if he does get traded, it's probably either between the Panthers and uh, the Dolphins. Uh, the Jets are mm. also involved. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think the the situation in Houston is just such a hot mess that if I'm looking at it right now, sure, if the opportunity ever presented itself, of course, I would jump on it in a heartbeat. But I just think when I look at the 49ers team right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother trying to play around with it. Even with J.J. Watt in the division and Matthew Stafford, I still think if the 49ers re-sign the right guys, and we'll go into all the free agency stuff in a bit, I still think this is a team that I think is, can still win the NFC West. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. But since we're on the topic of the quarterback situation, let's just get right to it. And, of course, everybody just cannot stop talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and going after another quarterback but it seems as if that John Lynch is content and committed to Jimmy Garoppolo going forward. So it seems like the 49ers fan base is torn at this point. It seems like we have a few that are really, you know, we believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. And then there's another half that's just like, I want him gone whatsoever. What, what do you think right now? What's your take on Jimmy G and the Niners quarterback situation? Yeah, Jimmy G is going to be the starter of 2021. If John Lynch confirms it, John Lynch confirms it. Nothing's going to happen. But uh, Jimmy G's a winner. He's always has been. Uh, He may not look the prettiest, but he wins. 
and uh, he's led us to the Super Bowl before. He can do it again. Um, although I think because looking at last year and in injuries, they're going to try and get a backup. Whether that backup's through free agency or through the draft, I'm not sure. But a guy like Andy Dalton uh, or Cam Newton would not be bad to sign as your backup quarterback, just in case Jimmy G goes down like he has uh, two of the three seasons he was a starter. And uh, Andy Dalton would be a great guy. But Cam Newton uh, in Shanahan's offense, oh, that would be something. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Those are two guys that I have high on my list as the – Sign as a back quarterback. And the thing, the only thing with Cam is I don't know if he would take a backup's money right now. Having said that, if there's no option, I, I think you would be dumb to take to, to not take an opportunity to work under a guy like Kyle Shanahan. And I feel like Shanahan is is not, he is one of he is he is in my mind the best play caller in all of football. He will utilize Cam Newton. Third yep. and shorts, second downs, you know, and especially with a guy like Garoppolo, who's, you know, who has an injury history, you don't have to put him out there all the time. You could use Cam on, you know, some trick plays or some other stuff. So oh, I also, really like the idea of that. You saw Cam last year with the Patriots run uh, more than he threw. Yeah. And, you know, he yeah. did that with uh, uh, Shanahan, RG3. I mean, yeah, obviously, the yeah. they're in different points of their careers, but... Uh, Shanahan has all the offense that he could uh, throw on Cam and Cam would could pick it up because Cam's such a good guy. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I think that's a great, you know, idea to bring in Cam. But my only concern there is I don't know if he would, you know, be okay of just being a backup. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there with Cam and what the Patriots want to do as well. But here's my, I, I've been saying the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo since, you know, since the beginning. I don't. I I will never understand the hate. Uh, I really don't. I mean, w- sometimes when I go back and I'll watch highlights, I will kind of understand where some 49er fans come from. Where sure, Jimmy G checks it down a little too much, or he he doesn't throw deep as often as other quarterbacks do. He's not mobile. Okay, sure. I mean, he comes from a system in New England. Even though we saw Cam Newton run more, but that's his skill set. That's not Garoppolo's skill set. His skill set is to sit in the pocket and make good throws. And that's what Garoppolo has done consistently. My thing with Jimmy Garoppolo and my only issue at this point, he's just got to stay healthy. He's got to play 16 games or at the bare minimum play 14 or 15 games. Like that's all I ask. And I think that's all that Shanahan asks, Lynch asks, what we all ask at this point. And in terms of a backup, I would go two different directions here. I would go one, yes, get a veteran, Dalton, Bridgewater, Newton, you know, Tyrod Taylor, whoever that may be. Get a Jacoby Brissett's another one. You know, whoever that may be, get a veteran guy who can sit behind that we can win a few games. Because here's the reality of the situation last year. 49ers were 6-10. and Chicago got in at 8-8. and All the Niners need to do is beat Washington and Philly or Washington and Dallas. And the Niners are in the playoffs at 8-8. And And they, they, they would have been able to compete with the Saints. The Saints weren't that great in the postseason. So that's all it took last year. Yeah. Yeah, the health is the biggest concern with Jimmy G. And, you know, you do need that proven backup. The other direction is the draft. And, you know, a guy like Mac Jones wouldn't be bad for Shanahan's offense. And that would also prove Lynch's point of Garoppolo staying as a starter for a year. 
in 2021, yep. letting Mac Jones yep. or whoever they draft potentially develop, and then next year slotting them in as the starter. Yeah, that's that was the other point that I was getting to there as well, and I completely agree with that. That's the other thing. You could go one direction and get an experienced veteran, or you can take the other route, draft a rookie, but to have him sit behind Garoppolo for a year. As we've seen, we look at the past track, track record of teams benching a rookie quarterback in their first year. They do significantly better the second year. Josh Allen did it. Patrick Mahomes did it. A bunch of these guys did that where they sat their first year and then they, you know, go to stardom the next year. So it's evident that it's like, and you look at the quarterback class this year, it's a very good quarterback class. And of course, with Jimmy Garoppolo's injury track record, it would be smart to draft a rookie as the backup just in case if Garoppolo doesn't yep. pan out. It's it's really, you can't lose in that situation because if Garoppolo plays 16 games and he plays better like Aaron Rodgers did, Aaron Rodgers took the Jordan Love draft pick as fuel and he was the MVP of the league. Jimmy Garoppolo could take that as fuel saying, damn, I got to play better. And I know Garoppolo has that kind of mentality and he would do that. If he goes and plays 16 games and takes the Niners deep into the playoffs, that's a win-win. The 49ers, they get a win out of that. And if Garoppolo gets injured and doesn't pan out and then they release him at the end of the year, guess what? They have a rookie that they really believe in that can start the next year that has sat and learned Shanahan's system. It's a win-win situation Absolutely. in my book. But I think either way, I think either way, whether you go veteran or rookie, it's a win-win. And here's my only thing, my last point on Garoppolo heading into this season, it's still early. I would love more than anything to see Jimmy Garoppolo just go out there, go 12 and four, make it to the playoffs, win the division, take us deep into the playoffs. And just, just so everyone can remember that Jimmy, why Jimmy Garoppolo is our starting quarterback in the first place. I feel like because he's been injured so much, people don't remember how good Jimmy Garoppolo can be. If you think about it last year, he was only, but, okay, week one, he didn't play good against the Cardinals. Garoppolo, you know, historically hasn't played good week ones. He plays against the Jets. Sure, the Jets were garbage, but he played good before he injured his ankle. Once he injured his ankle, you can't blame the guy, right? He's not going to be 100% again. He's, he's, he's looked good in uh, when he's healthy. However, he always starts off a bit shaky to the years, and yes. uh, he throws a lot of picks. Now... Yes, He's not ideally the greatest quarterback, but as I've said before, he's a winner. Uh, he's gotten us there before. It's The problem is it's just a short, it's a small sample size, and his health is a big problem. That's why I think the rookie way and getting a quarterback to sit behind him uh, would be great, would really help. And the best part about it is next year, the season after uh, next season, uh, when we get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, we have a quarterback on a rookie deal. We can sign Nick Bosa. We can sign George Kittle. We can sign Fred Warner. We have the money and cap space for them because our quarterback's on a rookie deal. 100%. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing, a part of the win-win situation. And that is huge for the 49ers. And that's almost a thing that I like about what a guy like Richard Sherman did. And we'll get to that later on as well. But Sherm, I like the fact that he acknowledged that the 49ers need to pay other younger guys, and that's the reason why he's not returning. Yep. I honestly admire that. As much as I would love Richard Sherman to be back next year, I admire the hell out of him that he looked at this team and said, 
they got to pay Nick Bosa and they got to pay Fred Warner. I'm near the end of my career. I've only got, he said he wants to play, I think, two years left. So he's like, if I'm coming here, I'm just taking up cap space. I love that in Richard Sherman. And that's 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 a class act, what he did. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. But back to the quarterback stuff and not just about Garoppolo, but this offseason, I don't think I have ever seen so many different teams be in the quarterback market. Like, it's insane <laughs> the amount of rumors. Like, okay, we got... The Niners, for some reason, round up in every quarterback rumor possible, even though John Lynch has been 100% committed to Garoppolo. Deshaun Watson and Houston is an absolute disaster. The Raiders, are they committed to Derek Carr? Are they not? They've seen a ton of rumors there. Patriots, no idea what they're going to do there. The Colts go out and get Carson Wentz. The Eagles, we don't know what they're going to do. They have Jalen Hurts. It's just the Bears need a quarterback. Washington needs a quarterback. Dallas, are they finally going to sign Dak Prescott after like three years on the franchise tag? And then you have Russell Wilson. It's 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 insane it's, what what this offseason has been with in the quarterback market. It's been a crazy year already with uh, Stafford and Wentz being traded and all of these rumors. But they're, they're so much fun. It's a whole quarter. I think people have learned that if you don't have that star quarterback, you aren't going to win. Patrick Mahomes is that star quarterback. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, those are young star quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow, if he's healthy and returns well, are star quarterbacks. And you need to get those now. The average guys just aren't helping you win. So every team is looking for that star quarterback and is willing to give up and a lot for the star quarterback. 100%. I definitely agree with that one. But again, this is the one thing that I loved about this year's Super Bowl was how Tampa Bay's defense completely plastered the Kansas City Chiefs. And I loved that for the sole reason of that. Everybody prior to that game was saying how this is an offense-driven league. And yeah, exactly the point that you said, that you need a superstar quarterback to win games. Because last year, the Kansas City Chiefs with a young, talented quarterback beat a top defense in the 49ers defense. And then this year, you have the Buccaneers defense, who was fantastic down the stretch, just completely dominate the Chiefs' amazing offense that looked literally unstoppable all year. So that still kind of proves to me, when I look at things, I'm like, yeah, sure, you could have a talented quarterback, but it's still important, and defenses still win championships when it comes down to it. So that's that's the thing that I will say about that, but I definitely agree with that. Having a talented quarterback changes the game a whole lot more. And especially in a, an offense like Kyle Shanahan's system would be incredible. That's why this is a big year and a very important year for Jimmy Garoppolo to stay healthy and prove himself. That's what this was supposed to be last year. But obviously he wasn't able to do that. So I hope that this is the year for him that he's able to have a Matt Ryan 2016 type year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. As long as he's healthy, he will be fine. The problem is health. Yeah, oh, absolutely, of course. And we didn't touch much upon the Rams situation with Matthew Stafford, but what's what's your first initial thoughts on Stafford going to the Rams playing for McVay? I am scared. Matthew Stafford is a very, very talented quarterback that was stuck in Detroit. And Detroit gave him nothing. I mean, he did have Megatron, 
So he had something, but they never had a good defense, never had a great offensive-minded coach, never had an O-line, never had a run game. Comes to L.A., has a defense with Aaron Donald, has a brilliant offensive coach, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, can't forget Jalen Ramsey, has a brilliant coach in McVay. Absolutely. Uh, and has offensive weapons with Cam Akers as running back. You have uh, Robert Woods. You have Cooper Cup. You, they have Gerald Everett. They have a lot of good weapons that they can use. Yeah. Yeah, they're very dynamic, and they did better than I thought last year, too, with Jared Goff and his broken finger. But, yeah, Matthew Stafford's a baller, man. I mean, it's everything that he did in Detroit was, again, like you said, just overshadowed because the Lions are such a you know garbage organization but Matthew Stafford was a baller every single year he'd be racking up stats and that was my first initial thought too was damn you're putting Matthew Stafford in an offense with Sean McVay like good lord like that's that's gonna be a problem but the only thing that I would say where I'm fine with is yeah Matthew Stafford has been to the playoffs with decent teams and they haven't won games but the Rams have a very good defense. That's the only thing I will say. Detroit, I don't think, has ever had a very good de- – like, they've had decent defenses in the past when Sue was there back in, like, the yeah. mid-2000s. But but they never had, like – now they got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, to your point, and, and Brockers and, and jo- Joseph Day and all these guys. This is – and then you got Raheem Morris, the D.C., too. The Rams are very good, I'm not, and I'll give that, but – I, I'm. I gotta tell you, that's one matchup that I when I look at the NFL schedule when it comes out, I, I can't wait for when we play the Rams because then we've won the last four meetings, and I know I know McVeigh is is pissed. I see this guy's face every time we play him. He he's like, I I think we're gonna get them, and Shanahan just Shanahan dominates him with a game plan that's just so much better than his every time. I cannot wait for that matchup next year. Both matchups I think are gonna be incredible. And I hope Garoppolo and Bosa and the rest of the team are healthy for those meetings. They were healthy for the first one, but they weren't healthy for the second one, which I thought was crazy. But I think I know when Sean McVay looks back at that, he blames Jared Goff a lot for that performance in that second meeting. But we'll see what happens. I think here's the thing. When I look at the NFC, when I look at it, I think I would just be dumb to say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't the favorite in the NFC. I think I would just be dumb to say that. I think they are still the favorites until someone knocks them off. I think until Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, Green Bay is still going to be atop the NFC as one of the top teams if they can somehow just overcome that hurdle of the NFC title game. But other than those two teams, our division is a gauntlet. But outside of those four or five teams, I think if the Niners make the right moves in the offseason, I... I think I think they can outbeat these teams. What do you think? Yeah. Obviously it's still extremely early, but it's yeah, it's still extremely early. We haven't seen any of the free agency moves. We don't know what the team will look like next year, but depending on the moves we make and the health of our team, we can easily be in the playoff hunt with all of those teams and we can easily beat those Absolutely. teams. Absolutely. Uh, as long as we're healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think if we resign the right guys, I think we can't afford to lose a guy like a Trent Williams, a Kyle Juszczyk, mm-hmm. or a Jason Verrett. But we'll talk about that in just a minute, too. But I, I'll agree with that. It's still very early, and we'll see what happens and what transpires in the next month or two. And then and then we'll kind of get a good idea for each team and how they line up. But, you know, from an early assessment, I think, yeah, 
the Buccaneers and the Packers are the best two teams in the NFC. They're, they were the two best teams in the NFC last season. They have the two best quarterbacks of this era. So why wouldn't they be there? But I think the Niners were just there two years ago. I think if they can maintain a lot of that team again, people kind of forget that team in 2019 based off how they were in 2020. So uh, I'm excited. It'll be very interesting to see how all that plans out. But of course, two the 49ers offseason needs for them to get there to that point. My offseason needs for this team, and we'll see if you know you can agree with me or, or not, I think offensive line, which we already yep. touched upon, is massive. Revamping the secondary, huge. Jimmy Ward's the only one that is under contract. Backup quarterback, which we also touched on. And then an edge rusher to complement Nick Bosa, which we didn't really touch upon too. I think those four things are the most important ones. What would you say? Yeah, I agree. Those are the four positions that need to be filled before we start uh, the season, whether that's through the draft or free agency. But uh, yeah, it, it's, if we start with the secondary, you know, everyone doesn't have a contract except for Jimmy Ward, like you mentioned. Uh, Richard Sherman, we know, yeah. isn't coming back. Is leaving. leaving. I think yeah. this is probably where the Niners are going to use their pick, I think. There, as long as uh, they're available, one of Sertan or Farley would be a great addition to the secondary. But uh, you need more than just one pick in order to uh, win. So uh, I'd probably try and re-sign Verrett and Kwon Williams. Yeah, those are exactly the two that I've highlighted. Kwon Williams, I really want back, but it's one of those guys where I'm like, I really feel like he's he's like someone's going to put that money in front of him and he might take it. So John Lynch is going to have to be very, you know, have to have a, the right plan to try and lure him back here. And one of those things is going to be the coaching staff. And I, and I think it'll be very interesting to see how many players opt to return with Robert Sala leaving and now D'Amico Ryan's taking over the defense. And with D'Amico Ryan's has been here for the last few years. So it's not like we're bringing in someone who's brand new. Right, It's a guy who a lot of these guys are familiar with, especially a guy like Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw as he's been the linebackers coach the past year. But it'll, it'll be very interesting. But those are the two guys that I think are a must that I would want to bring back. Verrett, I think, is huge, absolutely huge. I see a lot of Richard Sherman yeah. in him. K1 Williams has been massive for this defense the last two years. His presence, you know, you feel it when he's in the lineup. But the one guy in that secondary that I honestly wouldn't mind having back is Akella Witherspoon. I think a lot of people give him, you know, a lot of slack for stuff. I'll admit I've given him a lot of slack at times, especially near the end of 2019. But having said that, he played very well at the end of last season. And it reminded me of how he started the 2019 campaign before he got hurt. He started off really strong. If Akella Witherspoon can be like that, I, I see no reason as to... Obviously, he'll have to earn his spot to be that cornerback number two. But if he plays like that, I think we got our starting corners right there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a bit hesitant on Witherspoon and Mosley as well. If Let's put him in the conversation as well. It's They're both... They both have yeah, their moments. For sure. They both had great moments with this team and this defense. Oh, yeah. And both yeah. had moments where they've been moments. burned. And, yeah, some yeah. really bad moments. So... I could yep. see us bringing one of them back, but I also think we want another switch up in the secondary. Uh, I personally would rather bring back a uh, Jagowski Tart than 
both of those guys uh, for the safety position, just because him and Ward work so well together. And although he has injury issues, he's, he's just been, he's been great for us when he's healthy. Uh, but I, I think we need another change in the secondary. Uh, I don't know who the cornerback they're going to get, but it needs to be different. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely get behind that. And, you know, Witherspoon and Mosley are two guys that I completely agree with what you said, that I, w- I wouldn't mind, like, if they, if they signed, I'd be cool with it. But if they left, like, I don't think it would drastically hurt the team in any way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the thing that I kind of see there is those are two guys where I'm like, sure, I'd love to have them back. I think they both have good upside. But if they left, like, I'd be like, all right, you know, that's fine. It's not a not a huge deal. But um, when I look at Joukowsky Tart, though, I'll definitely agree. When he's healthy, the guy's, the guy's a beast when he's healthy. But my problem with Joukowsky Tart and the 49ers' focus should be on health and getting healthy. Joukowsky Tart, I don't even remember the last time. I don't even know if he has played a full 16-game season healthy. And that's my problem with him is I don't know if if he... Now, if he doesn't want a huge contract and it's like a decent contract where we can still pay everyone else, I would be totally down with it. I'd be like, yes, pay him, bring him back. He's a very good safety when he's healthy. But if he's asking for too much... I think it would be just dumb for them to do that when we got to pay guys like Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk and Jason Verrett to bring back instead of a guy with like Jaguarski Tard where, you know, it's a 50-50 chance that he plays more than 10 yeah, games. Yeah, definitely. Right? So that's so that's my thing with Jaguarski Tard is he's a great player, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy and that's been a consistent thing with him. Like it's not like it's been like just a year or two. It's been like this since we drafted him in like 2015. So that's my only thing with him. Safety, but safety is also another a guy position the... uh, where we have a good connection with our GM, John Lynch, Hall of Famer safety now. So yeah. he could also look through the draft, not necessarily the first round, but the later yeah. rounds, two to four, and see if you can get a quality safety. Because, you know, he should know uh, what you need in a safety and uh, make a pick. Show us. I, I honestly agree with that. And it's funny, the one guy who I honestly think would be a pretty cool draft pick later in the rounds is Fred Warner's brother oh, yeah. who plays safety. I think would be I think that would be a dope pick. So and Fred Warner in fact says that he's even better than him. <laughs> so I think I think that'd be pretty cool. We'll see if that ever happens or not. But if it did, I think that'd be pretty sick. But the, there is a guy on the defensive line that I that I think is a very interesting question. That's Solomon Thomas. He's had his moments. He hasn't been the guy that I think the Niners hoped he would be. And last year, obviously, goes down with the torn ACL. Do you bring him back or do, or do you let him walk? I wouldn't bring him back for much money. I don't know if I really bring him back at all. I'd rather go in a different direction. You know, he he probably needs a change of scenery, and so do we. Uh, you know, I, we could go back to... Alden Smith, get an old 49er back here, help Bosa out. I think there will be yeah. a change on the defensive end uh, in general. I know I don't think we're going to bring D Ford back, so we're going to save money there. Uh, you know, yeah. we need someone to uh, go adjacent to uh, Bosa. We need that guy on the who will be able to pressure. Uh, 
And, you know, whether that's through free agency, the draft, or even internally, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Like, I, here's the thing. I, I like Solomon Thomas. I just feel like he hasn't had a true opportunity, if that makes any sense. But, I again, he's one of those guys like Witherspoon and Mosley where I would like to have him back. But then if we left uh, or if we let him go, yeah. you know, I wouldn't think it would be a huge deal either. But I do love the picture of Bosa, Kinlaw, Armstead, and Solomon Thomas, though. I do like that vision when I think about it. But Solomon Thomas, having said that, is a lot better playing on the inside than he is on the edge. So that's the only thing I would say there, which would make no sense because we we, we need an edge guy. We don't need a guy inside. So I would rather no use the money to sign Solomon Thomas to sign Kerry Hyder Jr. He was great last season without Bosa. Oh, Hyder was... So put him across from Bosa with Armstead and uh, Kinlaw in the middle, and there's your line. That that could be good enough. He was great. He knows the defense well, uh, and I think he liked it here after that after the season he has. I don't know. I, I think we should get him back. Yeah, that's I, honestly the only reason why I don't have Kerry Hyder on my list is solely because of the money. I feel like based off of the year that he had, that he might go somewhere else and take the bag somewhere else. But again, he's one of those guys where like if it worked and he wants to stay and come back, oh my God, I, I would be over the moon if that happened. Kerry Hyder was phenomenal last year and I think to keep him would be huge. But the only reason why I just, I have it planted in my head that I just don't anticipate him to come back because he's going to get a decent contract somewhere else. But man, if we were to keep him, I think would be absolutely it, huge. One guy who we haven't talked about, who's the most... Uh, uh, if, if we don't we'll get keep him, I, I could see him going to the Jets. You know, Robert Saul is there, and the Jets have Absolutely. money and need, So I yep. think that's a, uh, a place if he doesn't come back. Absolutely. I think a lot of our Niners will, would might end up in New York. You know, possibly K1 Williams, Mosley Witherspoon, some of these guys. I wouldn't be saving Solomon Thomas. I think a lot of these guys might end up there for sure. I definitely think that. Here are two guys on offense. Actually, we'll, we'll go with three here on offense that are free agents that have been huge for this team down the stretch. Kyle Juszczyk, Ross Dwelly, and Daniel Brunskill, all free agents. I think we know the obvious one that's the most important of the three, but... Would you let any of these guys walk? I think we need to resign all three, but you know, yeah, what do you we, think? we definitely need to resign a couple of them. Uh, I love Ross Dwelly. I love the blocking he's done for the team, but we drafted Charlie Warner last year to kind of, I think, replace Dwelly potentially after this season. Uh, if we don't have the cap for Dwelly, I think we may have to let him go. But I think the number one most important signing out of those three is Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, He is the anchor to our run game. Uh, Wherever he goes, the ball goes. Uh, He's the best fullback in football, and he deserves to get paid. So I am scared to lose him, but I would love to see him back. Yeah, 100%. And the one thing that when I think about Kyle Juszczyk is like, I have enough faith that he's going to be back. And I say that because I just think that Kyle Shanahan and I have so much faith and belief in Kyle Shanahan that if a guy like Trent Williams or Kyle Juszczyk were to leave and go somewhere else, I know that Shanahan would have an ideal backup for that, for his system. But I think if you're Shanahan, you got to be sitting there being like, 
there's no way in hell I'm losing Trent Williams or Kyle Juszczyk. Like, my offense revolves around those two guys and George Kittle. Those are the three most important players on this offense that make it run. And obviously the quarterback. But those three really make it run. So I just think that, like, when I look at the situation, I'm like, I know Kyle Juszczyk saying all this stuff about I'm going to do what's best for the family and all that. Having to speak to Kyle Juszczyk and his family, apparently, this is the story that I read. When Kyle Juszczyk signed in 2017, apparently he was going to sign with Buffalo, but his girlfriend actually persuaded him saying, nah, let's go to San Francisco instead. And that's why he signed with the 49ers. I have no idea if that is true or not, but if that is... That's what I like to hear. I, I like that. So, hey, I mean, your family wants to stay in California, then, then stay. But anyways, I know Kyle Juszczyk's just saying all that, but I, I know that, back to my point with Kyle Shanahan, I just, I can't see him being like that there's a, a hypothetical scenario where you lose Trent Williams or Kyle Juszczyk unless another team really pays you know, one of those. Yeah, and I think they both want to win too, and they both love liked their experience in San Fran, uh, especially Trent Williams coming from that uh, toxic organization in Washington to San Fran and absolutely loving it here. I, I think he wants to stay, and I think uh, it's a mutual uh, agreement between the both that they both want them to stay. So. I don't know. I think it's going to be hard for them to leave, but you never know which team's going to go out there to Trent Williams and offer him a stupid amount of money to go play left tackle for them. So uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, that's what free agency is. You never know what's going to happen. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk, Jason Verrett, I look at all our free agents. I think those three are the top three most important. If those are the three we signed and let's say we lost, you know, a K1 Williams and a Ross Dwelly and some of these other guys, as long as we have those three, I'd say, you know what, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm content with that situation and where that's going. But all right, to finish off this episode, I'll end with three things here. And the first one is the running back situation. We know Mostert's coming back. We know Jeff Wilson's coming back. I love Jeff Wilson. He had an unbelievable year. Both of them have injury problems, but they got to stay healthy. Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon most likely are not coming back. Both were horrendous this season. But if there is one guy on the free agent market, anybody, anyone out there, who would you want in the right? Uh, I would go with uh, two options, either Leonard Fournette or Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay would be fun in this offense, uh, uh, especially with that's, Shanahan. Yep, that's the same thing <laughs> Fournette, that I've been Fournette thinking. Yeah. Fournette's a winner. Uh, he just was in the Buccaneers organization, knows how to win, uh, could come here and help that out. But I think he's going back to the Bucks. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I think if Leonard Fournette does leave, he's going to want a lot of money. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the Catholic, like the Niners will have that money to do that, but you know, we'll kind of see what happens, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't want the Niners to sign Frank. I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to. I, like, he'd be good in the running back room, definitely, but we've had so many injuries. I If we can get an impact guy like Lindsey, I would rather have that, or even a passing back like James White. Uh, I don't know, fit him in the offense somehow, Mike Davis. Uh, j- just someone proven would be nice. Uh, but, you know, Shanahan does what he does with whatever he has, so uh, I trust him. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I would love, I would love, I love all the rumors about bringing Frank Gore home and all stuff, but I definitely agree. We got to stay young and we got to stay with a guy who, you know, who would fit the system, you know, in a, in that kind of way. And I think Philip Lindsay would be amazing in this offense. Um, another guy is bringing back Matt Breida. I mean, I don't know why the heck we got rid of him in the first place, but he's a free agent. I don't. I wouldn't say let's just bring him back and run it with him, Mostert, and Wilson. That I think would be, be fun. Sick. That would definitely but, be fun. And you know, after he had a bad year, yeah, with it's Miami, a year one coming back here on potentially a less deal, and uh, you know, trying to rekindle his career. Yeah, but you know what's funny that, that you point on that, and this is what I've been saying for I think the last few years with Kyle Shanahan. That year for Brita in Miami is just proof that how good Kyle Shanahan's system is and Bobby Turner who's been with that system forever an unbelievable running backs coach they make these players who aren't very good into superstars Matt Breida was nowhere to be seen I every time I watched the Dolphins I didn't watch them a lot I watched them a little bit throughout the year and I'm like the first thing I'm looking for I'm like where's Matt Breida and I'm looking at the, I'm going on the score and I'm looking, I'm like, where the hell is Matt Breida? He's either inactive or he's like not starting. He's, he had like maybe two carries for six yards. And I'm like, you, you have to be joking. Like this guy was amazing for us last year. And that's how you're utilizing him. Makes absolutely no sense. But what does make sense is how good Kyle Shanahan's system is. It's the same thing last year when Raheem Mostert wanted yep. out because he wanted more money. I was like, sure, go ahead, leave, because you're not going to do anything in any other team. You could stay here and be the featured back, which is exactly what ended up happening. They negotiated a deal and whatever worked out great. He's just got to stay healthy. But other than that, you put Raheem or even Jeff Wilson, for that matter, they're all phenomenal running backs, but you put them in another system and they're not that good. That's just, you know, the matter of the fact. Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon, you know, Coleman just had a lot of injury problems. He did very, he was awesome for us in 2019. Don't get me wrong. Awesome. 2020, he just had a lot of injury problems. Jarek McKinnon, I'm not even going to get into that because he tore his ACL twice and missed two years of football. I'm not going to put a lot on him for that. Now, either, but, if, you, if you really want to get interested, but it, you could go looking at the draft and maybe they get one of Najee Harris or Javante Williams. And and give yep. Shanahan a yep. true number one back, and, and you know I don't know Shanahan loves his running backs by committee, but I can't imagine how yep. amazing a, a star running back could do in his offense. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And two guys that recently got cut: Golden Tate, Gabe Jackson. Do you think the Niners should take the bait uh, on either nah, two? I don't think the Niners should take the bait on either two. Uh, we have a pretty good wide receiver room. Uh, you know, we may have to go Agreed. sign some more depth, but I don't think uh, Golden Tate's the right option there. I agree with that as well. I think our wide receiver room is pretty good as it is. Gabe Jackson, I think, will be an expensive guard, and I think I would rather get a yep. a veteran center because the center, I think, is the most important position on the offensive line. And then I would go guard throughout the draft and get a guy on a rookie deal. Like, look, look what the Buccaneers mm-hmm. did with Tristan Wirfs. That was an incredible pick. So that's the way that I would go there. And the last one that I'm going to go with is we talked about corners. Patrick Peterson or AJ Boye, would you take I either of them? I wouldn't just because of last year, how we were riddled with injuries. I don't want the concern, especially with Patrick Peterson. 
And but Boye, I, I'd take a good, uh, hard look at. I think that could help. Uh, but that's only the like. I, I don't know. I think we're gonna draft a corner in general. So I think Verrett and the depending on the corner would start. Uh, and Boye, I don't know if he'd have a place there, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I can see that as well. And I think that's the most important thing for the Niners this offseason is keep the core together and get rid of some of those older guys like the Richbergs, the Fords, the Coleman's, McKinnons, and get those guys out of the building and, and get some new younger guys in there because our core guys are now veterans. A guy like Fred Warner is a yep. leader for the team. He's a captain. Same with George Kittle. If we re- bring back Kyle Juszczyk, Garoppolo, these are guys who have now been in the, with the team for a few years now. Those are our, our leaders now, right? So that's the way that I look at it. Same with a guy like Jimmy Ward. He is now the veteran, the old guy in the group. It wasn't that long ago. He was just a rookie for us, and now he is the old guy on our team. But I think that's the way the Niners have to approach this offseason is get younger, keep the core intact, and get ready for, for next season. You know, No one's really talking about us right now, and – Hopefully people will remember that, you know, we were in the Super Bowl not too long ago, but a lot to get to and we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But thanks, Zach, for joining us on today's Thank episode. Thank you for this having me. Good. Got a lot to talk about here. Absolutely. We'll definitely have you on in the coming weeks. There's a lot more to get to and all that for sure. So thanks again, Zach, for joining us and we will talk and catch up soon. that'll do it for this week's episode of the 49er way podcast and don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on instagram and twitter for more 49ers news and analysis a lot of stuff's going to be happening in the next few weeks so keep it locked give them a follow and until next time faithful have a good week